so as we're discussing the was it DMCA issues, Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Right. So like, you know, I just recently, not recent. Oh yeah, I would say just recently compared to like everyone else who's been on Twitch for fucking years. Like I've recently started uh, streaming, and um, mm-hmm. you know that's an issue with me where like. I always wanted to play music while I played, but now this right. is happening. I, you know, I I kind of am sorry. stuck, you know, <clears throat> not being able to play uh, my music. So, it, you know, yeah. it, 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 that's kind of what I wanted my stream to be, like, listen to music while we're playing games, having fun. But, yeah. you know, being able, you know, losing out on the music aspect kind of, like, bummed me out. I mean, I'm still doing it. I'm still having fun, right? But it, it is something well, yeah, that but kinda... but I would imagine with any platform, mm. it, it's like it takes half the fun away because I know you. You're a very musically inclined person. It helps you a lot when you have some kind of ambient music to play and that sort of thing. Yep. I get you. I get you. I get what you're saying. It it does take away some of the uh, the enjoyment for you. So real quick, are we? Are you recording right now? I am. But again, we can always edit. Okay. Or, yeah. So. For anyone listening, hi, my name is Mark. Uh, I have no background whatsoever in any of this. I'm not educated in any of this formally. I am just your classic run-of-the-mill couch potato who loves uh, video games, film. Uh, I like to pretend that I think I know a bit about political science. Uh, Yeah. And my name's Harry, and I'm a maintenance man. Who plays games? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're a guy named Harry. I'm a guy named um, Harry. <laughs> the goal of this uh, podcast, I would assume, uh, I'm kind of saying this off the cuff, on Harry's podcast, even though it's his, and I'm going to be dictating the next couple of friggin' episodes just by saying this, is to essentially discuss. Uh, current topics involving pop culture and media, uh, reviewing games, music, uh, films, maybe even comic books if we're so inclined, but Mm -hmm. that probably might not be that probably won't be our cup of tea given comics is not really, comics are not really our strong suit. Um, We are versed in them a little bit, but nothing too crazy. the overall goal is just to create a vibe where we're kind of enjoying each other's company. Uh, we're saying a couple things that people can agree with and hopefully making you laugh on the way. Yeah. And we'll p- probably like change our names to like weenie in the butt or something eventually. <laughs> and, you know, have little sound effects. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, YouTuber actually Jake, he literally has like this, uh, corn outfit on whenever he does his uh, his streams that's hilarious so <laughs> you can just imagine that i'm wearing a corn outfit and i'm wearing pajamas <laughs> yeah oh yeah and uh thankfully uh harry sleeps commando so it's just a hair suit <laughs> you might be thinking is he harry only in name or is he hairy in life um you know what i think i'm gonna take uh i think i'll take a topic um one of the topics that i am probably going to a lot love to talk about is something called 
Star Trek. Um, mm-hmm. I can already feel Harry sighing. Um, <laughs> Star Trek is a very popular series for anyone who doesn't know uh, that spanned about 60 years almost. Um, it's had a slight revival since 2017-18 with the show Star Trek Discovery. Uh, and then Star Trek Picard and Star Trek Lower Decks. All of these series are kind of jump-starting uh, a new commercial era for Star Trek. Um, but there is a bit of pushback. Uh as Harry and I were previously discussing, uh, we wanted to discuss if we could have in that time things like Gamergate uh, and things that kind of bleed into that, like toxic male culture, entitlement, that kind of thing. Um, and one of the things that happens is every fan base that you have deals in some kind of toxic behavior. And Star Trek is no different. Um, I remember when... Halo, Halo 4 came out, and I was one of those assholes who was so excited, I waited in line, I got the game, and the first thing I I remember when I first started playing it is that 343 Industries had a completely new visual style to it, and I was completely turned off. I didn't want to play it, I wasn't interested, it looked pretty unattractive in my view. The more I played it, the more I realized that like the gameplay I felt was the thing that I needed to put my attention on, and that the visuals I felt were were uh, a non-issue. Mm. Like, I mean, if it had literally just been like textured dicks and low-poly <laughs> Halo the entire time, sure, then it might have been an issue. But I realized that like the graphical and visual issues were not a thing. Uh, granted, I don't care much for Halo Four just on the technical basis, or not technical basis. The uh, the gameplay basis, I feel that it's inferior already to the uh, the previous Halo trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, but this anecdote is going somewhere. There's a lot of pushback because the fan base, a large subset of people in the fan base of Star Trek are really pissed off uh, that the visual style and the narrative storytelling of, of Star Trek now is very different. Uh, the narrative style has a very fast-paced, flashy, action-packed groove that almost all of the previous uh, franchises didn't really have except for the movies at one point. Um, I mean, you had the original series in the 60s, you had The Next Generation in the 80s, which led into the golden age for Star Trek. You had DS9, you had Voyager... Uh, and then you would Enterprise. And then while all this was going on, you had the films. Um, so this was kind of this big golden age, and it ended with Enterprise the show and Nemesis the, the film. Nemesis was the low point for the franchise, and they ended up rebooting it in 2009, the film franchise. Mm-hmm. The film franchise and the television franchise are two completely different things. Uh, but, but we'll get into that some other time when Harry gets the chance to talk. Uh, the problem that a lot of people have with the 2009 franchise is that it's it's all flash and it's all action and it's it's this action adventure story without any kind of sciency mumbo jumbo that the shows are almost always known for, mm. and the same argument is being levied against uh, 
the new versions of Star Trek, uh, Discovery, Picard, and, and, and Lower Decks, where essentially the, the soul of what people think Star Trek is, is no, no more. So, I'm just going to get this out of the way. I'm a fan of all Star Trek. Um, Voyager is probably my least favorite franchise. Uh, I just want to see, as Steve Shives would put it, I just want to see Voyager get blown up repeatedly. Um, besides the point, <laughs> I think it's a little immature, the same way I felt about Halo 4, mm -hmm. to simply feel that the new franchise of Star Trek is no longer Star Trek, which a lot of people keep saying they throw in a lot of identity politics bullshit. They throw in a lot of, uh, you know, rainbow capitalism bullshit where it's like, oh, well, this black person is only here to, to increase this or or this or that. And then they hide it behind oh, all these continuity errors, this and that, and this, you know, they've really traded in, you know, quality for quantity or whatever. But I'll get to my point soon enough. I'm sorry. This is the first episode, folks. Be gentle with me. <laughs> uh, one of the things, as I said, with the, the Kelvin universe, which was the, the film franchise that they rebooted in 2009, is that the developers of this show are adapting that framework, that action-packed, fast-paced narrative into a Star Trek aesthetic. I mean, there are literally YouTubers who go on who point out every inconsistency, um, which is just unnerving. I, I could care less about some of the continuity, to be honest, and I think a lot of other people could too. But you have this very vocal minority who think that, that uh, Star Trek Discovery and this new franchise, the new franchises are not Star Trek because something is lost. Now, I'll say this. The new franchises have a lot of work to do. There are pacing issues. There is theming issues. Uh, I think Picard, despite a lot of its pacing, a lot of its character work, and a lot of its storytelling, has a great premise. And Star Trek has always been a show about modern contemporary issues. Another thing that people talk about is, oh, why is why is this or that so dark and this or that so yada yada? I, I can make a, a very simple argument that the Star Trek that we have now is dark because the time that we live in. Mm -hmm. uh, I will refrain from being uh, from mentioning too many uh, non-media based politics. But I mean, right. come on now. I, it, it's impossible for me to talk about uh, a show that that mirrors contemporary politics and contemporary atmospheres without talking about it. Um, but the world is grim. Uh, Star Trek Picard is a show that essentially takes the character who was uh, the biggest... Not now, that, that would have been mean. I was going to say teacher's pet. Uh, takes a character like Picard who was always by the book. Always. He was this character who's always saying, you know, we need to grapple with, with, you know, with our ethics and we always need to show people the best of who we are. And then he's out of the, the military organization. Whoever is listening to this, if we get people and you're listening to this and you say, 
Federation's Starfleet is not a military organization. I'm going to virtually punch you in the face. <laughs> he leaves their military organization, comes back, and realizes that it's like this this pessimistic shell of what it is. And that's perfect. And the same thing goes in line for Star Trek Discovery. Spoiler fucking alert. The first season and second season don't touch nearly on this this pessimism that the third season steps into. Uh, again, spoiler alert, for anyone who doesn't watch Star Trek, it doesn't fucking matter anyway. Pardon my language, too. In season three, the, the titular ship, the Discovery, is flown into the future, uh, where the Federation is is the shell of its former self. All of these Federation uh, members have, have, have disbanded, and they're all kind of feuding, and they're all kind of trying to pick up the pieces. And the backlash that I see from a lot of people is absolutely insane but but that's that's what bothers me it's it's the veneer of pessimism on this show because what's really going on is almost all of the characters point out that this place is in dire straits and the the galaxy is in need of hope that's the point that's the whole idea star trek picard isn't a show that glorifies the the, the government that he used to idolize or, or the the Federation that that the the crew of the USS Discovery is trying to to emulate, not emulate, but perpetuate. It's about what happens when you can't depend on these anymore. Picard's a great example of a guy who who is the the walking, talking embodiment of the Federation. Mm. That's what's important this guy who's a literal walking philosophy book and the same thing with with star trek discovery it's the main character or one of the main characters the captain saru is also the the walking talking embodiment of the federation and i think the visual is less important than the message and that it doesn't matter what this looks like or what it feels like what's important is the ideologies that they are trying to perpetuate and again whoever says that star trek isn't a political show i'm going to punch you square in the mouth wherever you are i'm going to find you in whatever hotel you're hiding in oh man you're gonna get it <laughs> they have to be in a hotel <laughs> yeah oh yeah the hotel star trek has always been a show that espouses leftist ideologies the idea of progressivism the idea of of you know care consideration talk first before you even consider blowing someone's head off and the fact that there's some of that now does not take away from the fact that the show still pushes these values i admit some of the writing is clunky some of the the pacing i think is the worst thing with these shows like really bad they have foregone some procedural episodes like oh i don't know like the fucking the episode where ensign snarky gets stuck in the transporter and you have to spend 45 minutes trying to figure out how to get him out um one of the problems is that these these new series are about 10 to 15 episodes whereas the original series were 24 episodes 25 26 and this is this is not like this is a non-issue because most of these series at the time we're on network uh, or uh, broadcast. What, what am I saying? We're on television at the time when this is how shows were done, like Gilmore Girls, Lost. Like these were all like 
26 episode shows and now what's going on is you have prestige television you have streaming television where it's easier to put more money into these smaller seasons but the problem is that it can hinder the story Hmm. but long story short don't judge the veneer of this show just because it doesn't quite look like what you're looking for. It's still a show that examines the human condition, uh, moral implications of people's actions, and it still addresses the same thing that Star Trek has always been about, the, the concept of hope and what can you do in the absence of hope when you're the only thing left. And I think that's a great message. And anyone, I'm going to say it one more time, who wants to fight me on that, I'm going to find you whatever dingy little hotel you're in in Austin, Texas. That's not where I live. I just picked off the top of my head, but I'm going to find you. Oh, I'm going to hold your head into the water until the bubbles stop. <laughs> but yeah, all things yeah. said and done, the the they're, I think, a third of the way into the third season. Again, pacing issues are our biggest problem. Mm. Uh, I feel like one of the problems is that they're in a hurry. They're in a big hurry to to tell this story because there's a lot of content. Mm. You, they, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, this is the farthest we've seen anyone in the future of Star Trek. They're like 3,100-something. And there is so much that you can do. One of the problems that people have been talking about with the, the previous two seasons of Star Trek is that it's like there's such a small play area because everything's been explored in this area. Why would you do want to do a prequel? And they finally fling people into the future and everyone's pissed at the, their, their favorite unitary executive sometimes authoritarian government and their military I'm going to punch you in the face is is you know kind of mask off a bit yeah. so again it's like that's the problem yeah I, mean, <sighs> I don't this, oh. <laughs> say like, I don't really watch oh, Star Trek but uh, I can see it you know um, I don't yeah. again like from what I've seen from Star Trek and from what I heard from you and other people who watch Star Trek uh, the whole political scene, like it's it's pretty obvious to most people who watch it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I talk to people. You get you get a wide variety of people who are into Star Trek uh, for a multitude of reasons. You get people who are into Trek for for the military side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to drop the jokes, but I mean, the people are are drawn to the fact that Star Trek is never there has never been a series where it's about just some regular idiot just beating off on the edge of space. It's almost always about the, the, the uniformly military aspects of this, this government organization, the Federation, Starfleet. And again, like, I get that I've been making a joke about it, that, that, that they're, they are a military at heart, um, but they do a lot of other things. That's the thing that a lot of people like, is it's not like people are just going out there and doing drill all day i mean it's like uh the whole premise of the show is to explore strange new worlds to seek out new life and new civilizations it 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 takes the lightest aspect of what could be a military could be and kind of takes your heart and imagination that kind of thing and that's the other group that likes it the the people who are interested in meeting these new fictional civilizations and the other one is the the people who just Love really snarky acting. Yeah, but yeah. There, there you go. I, I was, I was on a 
unhinged yeah. rant. That was 45 was, minutes, right? All right, yeah. we can call All right, it. All right, call nice, it. nice. <laughs> no, it was good. Uh, I'll Here, save it. I'll save there's... it. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You'll save it. What? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, most of this podcast is going to be uh, Mark going into detail with most topics. Uh, so Oh, yeah. Getting be caught in the weeds and then, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> stuttering like an well, idiot i mean you are the one who have who has the most knowledge out of most things where i kind of i see pretty things and i say that's how little thing. knowledge i have yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harry, is there any topic you would like to get caught in the weeds about anything at all that i can sit there and wait for the <laughs> clock to to chime in over no no um i just like your uh, comparison of halo to uh star trek i never put two and two <laughs> together that was that was good I, I that was a great comparison because you're right like halo a lot of people are just not happy with halo you know um <clears throat> especially after oh, yeah. four you know like like to me like i never grew up with halo i was a call of duty player so when halo 4 came you out fucking <laughs> loser yeah <laughs> When Halo 4 came out, you know, it's like that was the closest thing to Call of Duty that Halo has ever gotten to. And that's like the most. Oh, oh yeah. And that's like the well, most comfortable. Believe it or not, that's actually Halo 5. Oh, sorry. Am I that, confusing No, no, them? you're fine. You're fine. No, I don't think I've ever no, played Halo so, 5. I've never played Halo 5. Okay. Okay. Well, I think. You know what? I apologize. I think I probably stepped over your toes a bit where it's, it's more. Uh, Halo 4 was probably more reminiscent but I think because you're a filthy fucking COD player yeah. you might actually be more adept at Halo 5 because of the, the ADS mm. some of the more fast paced gameplay but yeah yeah I mean yeah I like I said I've never actually played Halo 5 I probably would be the most comfortable mm-hmm. playing Halo 5 but I've only played Halo 4 because Halo 5 is Xbox One right Yes. Yeah, I've never touched that one. So I have, probably, a, I have a great story with that. Great, great anecdote. This is going to take a couple minutes, okay? Sounds good. So I bought the game. I got to the first level, and then I stopped. <laughs> uh, just a future reference, by the way, to anyone listening. I have no experience on, like, a programming level or any kind of, like, beta testing like I'm, I'm, I'm not experienced at all with any of this. I just love to talk. If you, future two people who are listening to this ten years from now, would like to talk to me about this or something, you're more than welcome. I'm sure we, Harry and I, can set up some kind of like joint email account where you can send me dick pics mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, we we don't have that much experience in programming or like the the effort that goes into making these games we are not shitting on like the producers of these games i mean we might shit on the people who crunch these people into making these games but i have nothing but respect for the people who like who sit down they put down months worth of work to making like the fucking testicle hair for these characters and they won't see the whole thing until it's finally out so yeah. just wanted to point that out harry you go ahead uh, yeah, because I totally have a topic to talk about. Uh, <clears throat> uh, what made me laugh earlier, and I actually screenshotted it so I can discuss it, because we were talking about DMCA earlier. So Doc- okay. Dr. Disrespect tweeted out, 
because uh, I guess he's doing the Cyberpunk uh, 2077 uh, campaign. He's going to be playing it. Oh, Jesus. And, and he, tw- he tweeted out, Join me on December 10th for a DMCA strike-free full audio experience. And that made me chuckle because, obviously, he got banned from Twitch. And now he's, like, killing it in YouTube. And I, when I read that, I was like, dude, he's just fucking throwing, like, Twitch, like, under the bus there. Like, hey, look. I don't get strikes over here. <laughs> Seriously. Well, there's another bit to that, too, apparently, because you can get a DMCA strike from the music in the game. Yeah, the big one of the big issues was the Tony, is Hawk, the new Tony Hawk game. Yeah, that's insane. Really that's absolutely is. crazy and it's and their their excuse for that was like oh just mute the game i'm like are you fucking kidding me why it's would it's like first okay harry my boy harry here can't play his music so he's just gonna sit in the fucking corner like rocking back and forth and then he can't play the music from the fucking game yeah i mean like this it's crazy it's such a hindrance it is i mean I think it's just because, you know, the streaming world is, it's still, it's still new, you know, um, mm-hmm. I mean, YouTube kind of had it down since the beginning of like, yo, we're not dealing with music. Twitch's problem was they just kind of let it go for fucking years. And well, now yeah, well, Twitch is always, yeah, you know, now all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, actually we should be doing something about it. It's like, well, yeah, no fucking shit. <laughs> you know, like. You're but yeah. you're behind you know the times right now like you know it, what bothers me with stuff like that is that Twitch again I don't have a Twitch account I'm fucking yet. Jesus Christ that sounds <laughs> this sounds bad I'm not a professional but I have an opinion um, it seems like Twitch is <sighs> Twitch is honestly acting like God no nah, no nah. you have to edit that five seconds out. Twitch has always been willing to like ban the insignificant people, ban the people that don't make money. Yeah. And then like for the serious ones who make money, they just get suspended, they get departnered. Um yeah. Mitch Jones is one of those fucking guys who got departnered. But it's like he's still there. I mean, I wouldn't I, I don't know anything really about him, but it's like it's insane. Twitch Twitch doesn't act in an ethical manner it only does it in a profit seeking manner and that's mm-hmm. the thing is that it was only an issue until it became an issue for them right and I, you know what i would actually love to do a little more research on this and discuss this some more uh just so that we can kind of develop this because yeah. i would actually love to show people that that people like you and I can actually learn stuff like this and not just you know keep the same opinion that is relatively baseless I'm not talking about you I'm just talking about me where it's like right. opening my mouth sound comes out unsupported <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah I mean some research will probably be better but I like like I follow it enough because I watch or listen to a podcast that talks about this stuff, and I myself and you have a Twitch account, and I have a Twitch account, and I get the emails that these Twitch people get too. You know, I get it, so I read everything. I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh shit, okay. So I mean, that's the biggest reason why I literally stopped playing music because I'm like, I just started. I don't want to lose my channel already. You know? So, oh yeah. No, of course. Yeah. I mean, 
your ass would be gone in a moment, but it's like, right. again, the biggest fucking money makers, they would be in trouble, mm-hmm. but only from being persistent problems. Right. And I think that that was one issue with Dr. Disrespect. Um, oh, God, don't a, even talk to me about that. Like, what <laughs> was he even banned for? Uh, they, they're still not discussing it. You know, it's been what? Yeah. Fucking June? They, yeah, July? I don't know what's going on with that. They keep tossing around, like, litigation or lawsuit information. I, My girlfriend's a, a paralegal, so she's probably, like, steaming at me for using the wrong legal vernacular. <laughs> yeah, she's, so, she's, she's giggling at me right now. <laughs> I mean, like, I followed it, obviously, because I'm a huge fan of Dr. Respect, and it, it's, you know, obviously he hasn't really said anything. Like, he, all he's saying is they haven't said anything. They've never told me and my team anything. Yeah. I saw that video where it was like he hopped off for a moment. He came back on. He's like, "Ah, guys, yeah, uh, we're going to get through this. Yeah. And then, like, like, he did that fucking hype train. Right. I mean, I don't know. Like, like right after that, people were discussing what could be happening. A lot of people were saying... uh, like he broke uh, basically his contract with Twitch because I think him and maybe one or two other people were under contract with Twitch when uh, well, the, uh, the Mixer buyout, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, after but that, Mixer, I mean, he didn't. He stayed. That's the thing. He right. just. Uh, but if we're they, talking they, about they kept like, him because he was basically one of the last like big streamers that uh, Mixer hasn't grabbed yet. So obviously, Dr. well, see, Spick- that's the thing is that he one of the things that I remember seeing is the only thing that happened was is he was just bitching and moaning about not signing a contract with Mixer because Mixer got bought or dissolved back into Facebook or, or whatever it was, Microsoft. Uh, basically, they just got rid of that branch. It's yeah. like Mixer's not and he, anymore. Yeah. And. And uh, all the, the 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 streamers contracted with Mixer got to go back to Twitch and got like huge amounts of money from that. So he was just yeah. molding over like not essentially making that decision and being like, oh well, then now that this thing imploded, I can just come back. Right. I mean, yeah, like it. it that. Right. Like he he did t- discuss it, but I don't think he like really took it to heart because he got a contract overall. oh yeah no uh, he's making fucking biggity bank right he used I mean, to wear a itchy ass wig and a kevlar vest and mustache to do fucking to what act like a uh fucking macho man randy savage but for tiktok or tiktok twitch yeah like that's I mean, literally his job yeah and it's great you know and he's good at it i think that's the biggest thing he's good at it um oh yeah uh to stay in character for that like i've been watching him since early 2000, 2010s of like when he was just making YouTube oh, videos. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, so that's when I wasn't I, even alive then. <laughs> you know, I was watching him back then and I was like, dude, this is fucking dope as shit. Like, this was fucking hilarious. And obviously, you know, he stopped and started actually working for uh, one of the Call of Duty companies to make Call of Duty games. Uh, and when mm-hmm. he came back, he's like, I'm going to do Twitch. And I was kind of like, man, to stay in character... The, for, for a whole life to have that persona fuck. yeah and i was like man i don't know if he can pull that off but like a lot of people and were saying that fucking <clears throat> yeah getting his toes licked like every five minutes yeah, because I, of it 
a lot of people like I enjoy this content. A lot of people who watch this content, who you know were big in YouTube, always say that he was he was just before the times. Like mm-hmm. he like his character, his Doctor Disrespect character, like was meant to be on like on a live stream platform. Like it was not meant to. Be, oh like, yeah, that like YouTube's is cool and all, but like to be in a live stream platform like that's where his character thrives and it's like it makes oh, yeah. sense and he's obviously doing it and he's doing it right like he's getting and he does <clears throat> does it all in real time yeah yeah and like just the i don't know if you've actually seen like his uh his most recent youtube videos or his actual live streams but he like actually like has theatrics behind it like it's not just like mm-hmm. him acting like himself like he does act like himself but like it's just he has actual stories with things happening and then like it's crazy like it's fucking you telling me you telling me you telling me about theatrics and you fucking <laughs> he just does a fucking preview in a fucking convertible car green screen yeah yeah i know about fucking theatricality <laughs> i don't know to me that it's like goofy Oh, yeah, it's so good. Like, there's, when was, he was on the platform, he was like, I think the top one of the top five most viewed streamers. Yeah, I think like I, again, I don't know much about the Twitch community, but like Ninja was Ninja's always one of the 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 yeah. top viewed. Shroud is another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the usual crowd stuff like like Tyler XQC. Uh, uh, fuck it. There's a God, the who else? Man. That's yeah. Yeah. Well, Tim the Tatman is like. The least offendable. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it, but yeah. Twitch is also like I'm not huge in the Twitch community as well. It's just like the people that I watch on Twitch is people that I used to watch on YouTube. Uh, right. That That's what Twitch. I hear a lot of. That it's more like the people who could not express themselves on that platform are now who are now going to to this one with that kind of freedom in mind. Yeah, and then also it's just like because YouTube takes away so much money, like it's so much harder to make money off YouTube now that mm-hmm. Twitch is a lot easier because of subscriptions, donations, you know, all this other stuff. Twitch just, you know, through ad revenue and everything, like you're able to make way more money on Twitch than you mm-hmm. are on YouTube. Like even if you have That a- seems so crazy now because the the field is so so wide with people now. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people that are just streaming, and like, like there's like I click on a random game, and there's like at least like, you know, ten plus people streaming that game, and oh, you know, Jesus Christ, like, yeah, and things like, for example, like Call of Duty, like there are thousands of people fucking streaming Call of Duty, streaming, you know, you know and obviously I'm one of them, you know, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it's like, you know, like I'm like. I'm not trying to make money, but if if you're trying to make money through 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 Twitch, it's like, it's honestly like if you do it right, <clears throat> not like me, you actually do it correctly, you can get a good. What the fan fuck base. are you talking about? <laughs> you are comedy gold. You went from like 16 followers to like 27. Do you have any idea how fast <laughs> that ratio is in a month? God, I I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> for anyone who's interested, by the way, go to Guy Named Harry on YouTube for comedy gold. For comedy gold. Dude. I've known Harry for about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. We've been friends for a while. We were friends. We knew that we were introduced to each other through a friend of ours that we've known for more and more and more years. But we 
typically get a chance to play like Call of Duty or Halo or Sea of Thieves or any of the other fucking shit 12 year olds like to shit on me for um, for a while now. Uh, mainly we've just been doing Call of Duty. Harry, again, guy named Harry on YouTube, has a, uh, a really wonderful knack for editing videos so that they have a really good comedic slant whenever we play. I'm the worst player of the four of us. Uh, but the um, funniest. But that doesn't... <laughs> they, you know what? Only when the lights are off. <laughs> no, you'll get better. You'll get used to the light and you'll... you'll... <laughs> <laughs> when it's on me. Uh, uh, uh. You were bored. Yeah, I have a really... Yeah, molded by it. I, I wasn't funny until I was a young man. By then, it wasn't funny to be a young man. <laughs> <sighs> All right. I think this might be a good spot to, to pause at the moment. I know it wasn't reaching the, the time that we quite expected, mm -hmm. but I think we got a, at least two or three good topics out of the way. Um, yeah. I talked a bit about media, uh, Star Trek, television at least, and I can always talk about more movies. I'm not going to fucking talk about, oh, well, you know, the the writer, DC Fontana, was the original writer of uh, uh, City on the Edge of Forever. Uh, uh, like, I'll get into that, like, on a very minuscule basis. I would very much like to talk about, like, reviews for movies, controversy with movies, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, stuff <clears throat> like that. Not just that. Obviously, you're far more involved with Twitch. I wouldn't mind getting up to speed with that and being able to talk to you one-on-one, -on -one, mano a mano. Yeah. But I would really like for anyone viewing or will be viewing uh, to vary a lot of the things that I talk about. Like, I'll talk to you about The Mandalorian since every fucking person seems to love that show. Um, we can literally talk about, like, adapted works, other mm. video games. Again... I don't know much about the technical level, the programming level, the artistic level on that. I'm going to talk about more as a gamer, as someone who, as my friends put it, started becoming a gamer on the filthy PlayStation 2 era. So no, the N64 was not my game or game console of choice. That being said, I like where we have it at the moment. A couple good topics, get mm -hmm. some variety in, a couple awful jokes. <laughs> a couple. Well... Let's do another topic with movies. So, obviously, pandemic, we're not going, mm. or, you know, movies, whatever. Like, have you been to, have you gone and seen a movie recently since okay. um, coronavirus? Yeah. You know, I have seen one. This was a little while ago. Um, I have not seen Tenet. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I would really like to just because the place where I live, the only thing, I mean, that's not like I live in fucking smallville kansas but the place where i live is not the most engaging oh my family and i would go to the movies probably once a week or every other week so movies are kind of like my lifeblood um we went to a drive-in and oh, okay. we saw what uh what was it uh the new mutants okay okay so this movie, I, I, I again, I would love to to come back to to topics just so I can uh, retrospect on the things that I've learned since then. But this movie has been in like development hell for years. This movie, along with Dark, for anyone who doesn't know, this is the last movie of the X Men franchise under Fox. Uh, 
the the production company or the studio. Um, it was under production hell for like three and a half years. So they filmed it in like sometime like late 2017, early 2018. It was on hold, 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 hold. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Will it ever get released? No, yes, no, yes. The cast weren't being, were not able to give you like all these straight answers. And it was building to like this, oh man, are we ever going to see it? I, I would just be fine seeing it. Right. Dark Phoenix was in the same situation. It was released. I'll talk about that one some other time because I feel like people are really harsh on it. And I think the worst part of it is the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, I know someone who would absolutely rip my head off if I told them I liked Dark Phoenix. I won't be that generous. I think it's a relatively boring movie. Mm-hmm. But I think the ending bogs it down the worst. I think you could have a fairly passable X-Men movie if the ending was changed, the third act. If you just get rid of all the stupid alien bullshit. Oh, my God. Anyway, back on track. Harry, you got to rein me in, pal. <laughs> so, <laughs> New Mutants. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> so, Dark Phoenix comes out in 2019. It's panned. And people are getting cold feet about New Mutants. Mm-hmm. There are people saying, oh, it's just, it's never going to be released because Disney bought Fox and they're not looking to, to release this movie. Other people are saying, oh, well, uh, they tried to get it adapted to the, the MCU. For anyone wondering, no, I didn't believe that. There are people who thought, oh, well, they're doing all these reshoots and they're, they're just carving up the director Boone's, Mike Boone, I think his name is. They're, they're just carving up his visual work, right? Right. Goddamn, the, the Disney, you fucking, the goddamn mouse. Um, but no, none of that was the case. The movie that we got was Josh Boone. Josh Boone, my apologies, ladies and gentlemen, and Mr. Boone, um, was the movie that he originally made. Um, and it is such a neutral opinion film, which I think is most disappointing. I think what's worse than a bad movie is an unremarkable one. Right. Uh, there are a couple of reviews out there I read that say it's it's kind of like uh, The Shining meets One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and I think that's fairly apt. It's essentially about a bunch of young adolescent mutants who are brought to an institute uh, with kind of these unclear uh, intentions. There's a, the one orderly. She watches over, I think, five or six of these kids. And they don't quite know what's going on, but weird occurrence is happening the moment uh, the newest member of this group comes in. Uh, I was I was really disappointed after thinking about it a little more. I went with my girlfriend. I enjoyed it as I was watching it. Um, the drive-in probably didn't help because of the radio and the, the darker screen and whatnot. But... but I felt that the movie didn't give enough time to get to know these characters. I mean, uh, aside from a couple complaints, uh, one of the uh, one of the characters was supposed to be a, a character of color, uh, and they whitewashed him. I would be remiss if I didn't mention it. Um, some kind of eh, uh, LGBTQ. Uh, uh, representation. There was. Uh, there's a bit. I'm sorry. I don't mean to make, make this like a an SJW thing all over the place. No, no, that's not fair. I don't mean to just make this representation argument. Like, oh, it's bad because the, that's not the reason. 
I just felt it's important to kind of talk about some of this because these are things that people, well, it's not like I'm talking to someone on, on the train and they're like, did you hear that this character was was black in the comic? No, but I do feel that these are things that people talk about on the internet and, you know, fucking discord and all this is the internet. Um, one of the main characters is like this unnecessarily racist character and it's hmm. it's not so much a problem but it's played off for laughs the the main character we have is is a native american mutant um okay. and Ileana Rasputin i believe the other character's name who isn't really this way in the comics for anyone wondering i believe she's got some kind of relationship with not relationship uh is related to uh Big Russian uh, Chromecock in uh, Deadpool. Uh, Colossus. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> so there you go. But I, I felt it was weird. It was it was weird writing. Uh, a lot of the pacing was clunky. A lot of the the setup and payoff was fairly predictable. Uh, I I don't know what it is. Again, like I feel like what's worse than a movie being terrible is a movie being forgettable. And I felt like the X-Men franchise did such a great job introducing characters before and kind of dealing with their, their emotional turmoil and all this. And yeah. that is exactly what New Mutants tried to be. Hmm. There wasn't any world-ending thing. There wasn't any, like, super terrible villain to hog all the screen time. This was a show or a movie that could have committed a lot of time to getting to know these characters and they did something really interesting where instead of uh in the 60s and 70s where the mutant gene is kind of like a metaphor for race they use it more as a term for like uh, coming of age and puberty uh one of the things that i found very interesting is all of these mutants are like between 15 to 18 around that area they kind of their mutant abilities all trigger once they hit puberty and often very, uh, very uh, calamitous results. Mm. Uh, that being said, I felt that, uh, like I said, I keep going over this. I, I feel like I was, uh, I was really, <laughs> I was hyped up almost because I was wondering mm. when we would ever see this movie, if we'd ever see it, and that it was tampered with. Oh no, wait, no, it wasn't. That it was tampered with again. Oh no, wait, no, it isn't. And that we would be seeing this this remarkable, you know, uh, untouched movie. And then it was kind of just a dud. I mean, it wasn't terrible. There was some solid acting. Of, there was some really good atmosphere, I think. Stuff that, that I think... One of the things that, uh, that I'm always dismayed about is I feel that the X-Men franchise didn't hit its tonal and visual kind of consistency until maybe like the Deadpool franchise. I think the Deadpool mm. franchise like visually is that perfect 90s like X-Force look that the X-Men franchise just couldn't quite hit. Yeah. Uh, I think uh Logan has a great visual style but that's I mean hell just take away the claws and it's a fucking western. So I mean yeah. I think that's important because it's like with the exception of these powers, the new mutants is, is, is like I said, it's, it's the shining meets, uh, one of the cuckoo's nest, just again with powers. 
but it maintains that similar uh, low saturation look that I didn't think I would enjoy. Uh, but it works really well for the visual style that almost complements something like Deadpool, where it has this this very, very bleak look. I don't know if I necessarily would want that for something like the X-Men. Um, it, it could. Again, I didn't see it for the X-Men. Uh, very inconsistent tonally, very inconsistent visually, but I would have liked to. Um, but yeah, I was I was really disappointed. I was disappointed mainly through the hype, but as, as in terms of a movie, I was I, I felt it was lacking. Hmm. Truly, truly, sincerely, sincerely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what about you, Harry? Have you seen anything? Uh, new movie wise, no, not no. Yeah, um, nothing. Movie wise, uh, Livy and I went on a small Disney. Uh, because we have Disney Plus, uh, I have it for free mm-hmm. for a year, um, <clears throat> and we went on a Disney tear. Uh, we watched Atlantis. The one oh with wow! Michael J. Fox is the voice the... actor. That was yeah, interesting. yeah, yeah. And then uh, we watched well, Brave. I, I, I swim. I swim pretty girl. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> exactly. We watched Brave, which is pretty cool. It. Uh, have you seen Brave? Yes, I have. Right, so it caught me off guard because I didn't expect uh, her mom to turn into a bear. And it, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it feels very like that almost felt like kind of like a weird whiplash. Or it's like, oh, it's just a movie where she gets turned into a bear. But I think that's it's very important mm. because the, the idea behind that is despite the joke that, that Wreck-It Ralph 2 makes where she is inaudible, that she is made into something that Merida cannot empath- not empathize with, but she can't communicate with. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really great, really great, uh, not writing technique, uh, really great thing to, to, to create a movie around, mm-hmm. that she can't communicate with her mother to begin with. And then she's cursed and she becomes this thing who, she has to to learn to empathize with and communicate on a different level, and I think that's important because what 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 gets my tear jerking boner going is kind of that that missed opportunity. Let's try to communicate thing between a parent and and a, and a child. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It was I liked a really it. good movie. What else did you see? Uh, yeah, you didn't like it. <laughs> no, I liked it. Um... It was oh, really good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one we saw and was Coco. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen that one. I did. I did. Okay. Uh, and though I have to go away, remember me. Yeah, basically. Uh, so my obviously my parents have seen it. You know, being from uh, Mexican descent. Uh, so whoa, 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 whoa. What is what is what is being Mexican have to do with watching Coco? Uh, a lot of the, <laughs> like a lot of it, actually. Um, oh that, yeah. So like, obviously, my parents are like, "Oh, you need to watch this movie." I'm like, "Okay," you know. I'm like, I don't know. Like Disney's kind of been like, kind of like not my thing to watch. You know, mm-hmm. as an adult, um, Pixar has always been something that I've always been into. But uh, I think I can get behind you on that. Where yeah. it's like. 
Disney, I, 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 don't, I don't know about Disney. Mm. Disney's the bad cop, but Pixar, Pixar's the good cop. Yeah. If basically. I'm sitting in like an interrogation room and they're trying to get me to watch something, and Disney's the asshole with the rolled up, uh, rolled up sleeves, slamming his hands on the table, yeah. then Pixar's like the guy trying to get my prince handing me the coffee. Yep. And they do because I damn job. If they they do a fantastic job. I I do feel that they kind of copy and paste a bit. Um, I'm not saying that they copy and paste fucking Wally onto Up, where fucking Mr. What's his name is a fucking robot. But I feel the the very successful template, the tear jerking, the 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 writing that that is usually very fairly fluid, comedic, heartfelt, is almost always reused to the same or similar degree. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, when you watch a Pixar movie, you're bound to obviously laugh, but you're also mm-hmm. bound to, you know, like you said, tear-jerking. You know, I have no soul, so I don't tear up, but, you know, it, most people that I know tear up. Right. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, I tear up a bit. Was fucking, are you kidding me? They they managed to the, the fucking up? I was, I was I was I was sitting in the fucking theater, fucking roping like a little bitch. Yeah, and, and because of toxic masculinity, I couldn't, I couldn't, I had to put my head down, mm-hmm. and I couldn't cry in front of people. Right. Unless I would have been beaten with a burlap in a burlap sack. No, but uh, all things yeah. said and done, I it when I say a lot of the stuff they have is samey, I'm not taking away from right from moments that that. I genuinely enjoy. I'm always every time I watch Incredibles mm-hmm. and the bit when uh, Sinestro, Sin- Sinestro, Jesus Christ, it's some medication. Don't eat it unless you're pregnant or maybe come pregnant. Um, when Syndrome is firing the the rocket on on the the plane and they're trying to get it to abort, that that moment yeah. is so tense. And some of the writing right. for all these other scenes, Wally, Up, Cars, even Cars, Cars is like one of my least favorite fucking. Disney movies, um, all of them have these really great moments that build upon specific emotions. Right. It's not like they jerk you the same way with each time. It's not like the end of the second, uh, the the end of the second act is always this moment where you have to cry and all that. Just because they always find a way to introduce reasons and different ways to express that and and manipulate your emotions fairly well. Yeah. So Wait, hands. Nice job, Pixar. For you, Pixar. <laughs> Pice, Obja, Ixnarpa. And uh, other than that, I watched Casper recently. Uh, put that on the chat. Um, Who are you going to call? Someone else. Someone else. <laughs> that is the Dude. greatest crossover since fucking Unbreakable and Split. Mm-hmm. I still have not seen Split. Don't, don't, don't do that to me. I, 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 I'll have to watch it. Once it gets into Netflix. So, yeah, that, that'll fucking happen. Right. So for anyone wondering and thinking of how they can judge me any further, my top five mm. movies um, is going to be not in that order, but just so I can tell you. Oh, you know what? I think I'm going to have to give my top four because my top five is always changing. Mm-hmm. Um, Unbreakable, mm-hmm. 2000. Uh, Brick, 2005. Uh, the Thing, nineteen eighty one, 
and office space, 1999 or 2000. Mm. So come at me. What's your, okay, right now, currently, what's at your top five spot? Hold on. Let me, I think I went over that one. So Unbreakable, Brick, The Thing. Office space. Office space. What would be, because you said your top five changes periodically. Mm. Right now, at this you moment. Know what? For for all those people who, um, you know what, we're, see, see, I knew how we would do this. We're going to rope this back around to fucking how people perceive media. Because I know that people on the internet are two kinds of people. Logical, sane, nice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and secretly racist. So, my top, my number five at the moment, since... I've already got the same director on there. Is going to be Knives Out. Knives Out. I still have not seen it. I've heard great things. I will show it to you. If you want, actually, how about when everyone stops dying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the big orange man is gone and we can we can dock. We we can like we can watch movies and kind of discuss them and then discuss them afterwards. Mm-hmm. Or we can do a thing where you and I watch it and we'll kind of just do what you do on uh, Call of Duty where we kind of just like take the funny parts of the insightful bits. Yeah, definitely down to do that. Because I love Ryan Johnson and for anyone who doesn't know and is about to fucking pummel me in a shitstorm, Ryan Johnson is the man who directed and wrote one of only two other people who has that fucking privilege Star Wars The Last Jedi. Hmm. Which has the same batshit fan base whiplash as something like Star Trek. And, you know, how I was with with Halo. Okay. So, there you go. Ryan Johnson, I think he is still got a couple bumps and bruises to heal over, but I think he's an immensely talented filmmaker. I felt Possibly the Hollywood model was getting to him a little, but he, mm. he has consistently demonstrated that he is a competent writer, a competent filmmaker, and he has an eye. So come at me, anyone who thinks they can argue with me on Ryan Johnson and The Last Jedi. I will, this is the hill I'll die on. I'm not saying it's a great movie, I'm saying it's the best one of the latest franchise, and I'm damn well telling you it's a damn good Star Wars movie. I would put it in my top three. So fuck all of you, well, my wonderful fans who I'm probably never going to have because this is Harry's channel. <laughs> uh, fair enough. My top five, which don't even look into them, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, oh, you good Two man, Towers, yeah. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Fellowship <laughs> of the Ring, <laughs> um, Dumb and Dumber, Detroit Rock City. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone if you want to know who i am know. there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah there we go just just imagine like a very handsome burly fellow who always wears like a band sweater and there you go yep you i've his house is his apartment his place of living is beautiful by the way but in his cabinet oh fucking christ cabinet in his bookshelf he has like three different kinds 
of the same Lord of the Rings collection. Yeah. And he's got like a bunch of different Silmarillions. I don't even think he's read either of them. No. I think he's just read one of them, which is disappointing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. I look at mine and I just have fucking Dune and Dante's fucking Divine Comedy. Which are great reading. I haven't read them, but I hear they're great reading. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing about Dune, you see, is I was inspired by the movie to read the book. And, oh boy, (laughs) if... If you read the the Dune book, mm-hmm. you would think that someone like read Lord of the Rings. I don't. You know what? No, that's not even a fair assessment. the 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 book Dune is like this. I said this to my coworkers once. It's it's Godfather and Star Wars put together, huh. and that. That's it. That's it. And I don't know how you fuck that up. <laughs> but but yeah, so that's that's what's on my my uh my shelf and a couple history novels, a couple uh couple comic books. I'm one of those fucking white bread comic book readers. But yeah, anyway. Way more interesting. Silmarillion, two different kinds. Everyone too. And I'll still three. bet you if, if one of you when you fucking uh, 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 have you read you one of those fucking credentialists comes I swear to God if you quiz any of us on this bullshit we're gonna we're gonna come to your house we're gonna come to that hotel you're sleeping in we're gonna find you yeah <laughs> yeah um I don't know anything else you want to chat about I don't know. I figure we have a couple of things that we could probably extend into full-on episodes, which I wouldn't mind doing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that's this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Yeah, I think for our first one, I think next time we can have some more topics to really focus on. Um, oh yeah, I'll I'll definitely write a couple of things that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Maybe do a little bit of research more on the things that we've been talking about. Yeah, to see what comes up. Like if like. You know, something comes up about like anything that you're like, oh, this is intriguing. I'd like to discuss this. Like, you know, just you know, let me know, and I'll do my own research and oh, yeah. stuff like that. Of course, like, I, I mean, it's like the whole Twitch thing is something that's going to be ongoing. I mean, I like fucking. It's not like we're just <clears> talking <throat> about this once, and they'd be like, oh, well, you know, fucking Twitch exploded. No need to talk about it ever again. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, um. I was gonna say at some point, uh, maybe in the future, um, we can always uh, live stream our podcast, so we can actually oh, like have people in our chat discuss things. I mean, bring topics up. Oh know, yeah, I'm definitely down for that. And kind of talk about that, you know. Um, but yeah, like. But I'm. I'm definitely down for um oh fuck what was I about to say I'm definitely down to 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 interact with all five of the people that we're going to be rounding up yeah <laughs> so uh and there are always ways that we can we can interject a bit of uh, entertainment into so mm-hmm. like there's plenty of rants that I have that oh, have yeah. been like 
I mean, you've heard a few of them already. Uh, there's a few mm-hmm. more that, that I just always had internally that I would love to just splurge out of my mouth and into the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so. you know me. I'm, I'm, I was probably born for the internet. I have mm-hmm. no skill, no, uh, no, no recognizable knowledge other than like vague movie YouTube videos that yeah. that I can just say stupid ignorant stuff about. I mean, honestly, like at some point, like I wouldn't mind you like being like the true host of this podcast and just me. Well, yeah, this I mean, is so soon. <laughs> this is our first episode. You're going to tell you going to tell these people my grand plan? <laughs> like uh, Livy and I always watch Stephen Colbert and I've told you this multiple times already, but it's like like that is you like i i think like at some point once you get used to the light you know like you're saying mm-hmm. you know i think you're just going to be way more fluid like it's gonna oh, be you. it's gonna turn into second nature and you're just like you know like i, I obviously i felt like when i first started streaming like yeah i was kind of like oh man i don't know like should i be saying like it's like everyone what yeah just the stuff that I that kinda. I like looked up into, you know, like oh, like how to get followers and this and that, like, and you know, I kind of looked into it and saw it, and I was like, all right, so this is what you have to do, and this and that, like, you know, it's like always look at your chat, always talk to your chat, this mm-hmm. and that, and like, I think about like, don't this, be afraid to punish them a little. They they like it rough. Yeah, <laughs> like get get in there, gotta be a little mean. <laughs> Like you know, like I think it was like the the third or fourth stream that that I did. I just kind of like just didn't really care you know especially when yeah like i was just like you know what the chat's a chat i'm not this is not my like career i'm not trying to because like most of the videos i was watching most of the articles i was reading were based off like how to get a bunch of followers how to um mm-hmm. how to make mo- like the most you know views and this and that and and i'm like you know what in the end like that's not what i'm really aiming for i'm really yeah, aiming like, for a community so like where like yeah. people can be on the chat chat with each other and i'll look over at the chat here and there and, you know, and not like yeah like i'm i'm totally down for that like yeah. create a spot where it's like hopefully we can get a decent amount of people but like yeah. overall i kind of just like essentially being on the phone talking about fucking movies video mm-hmm. games and like current tech yeah and, and again you- like hopefully this is a place where i mean i can learn to develop some of this a little better like yeah. i can come to you uh, gain a little more information, hopefully a little more credible, and talk about that, disseminate that, that kind of thing. Yeah, and like structuring a podcast because, like, you know, like yeah. you, you even caught yourself a couple times where you're like, "Oh, wrote me in here," and I'm like, "Oh yeah," like I don't like once like to me like I don't mind going from you know one topic to another another and like kind of getting completely away from the original topic. Like I don't mind that, but like you're right. Like we do need to like. Like maybe like go off topic for a second, but always come back to the topic that we were originally talking about, and that's oh, something yeah. that we're always gonna. I think for me, I'm gonna have you know issues with, and I'm gonna have to try to rope myself back in, you know, and like. Well, again, it's like let's if the only thing I'm worried about is like signposting a bit, like <laughs> if there's a way we can show people like, hey, we're gonna be going from when Mark fucking stutters his way through star trek versus the dmca takedowns that's what i'm idealing hope ideally hoping for with a bit of control but like i really don't care like like you were saying when it's like we managed to go from like 
DMCA's to Dr. Disrespect, all in the same discussion of Twitch, at least. Like, yeah. if we're talking about DMCA and then it switches to fucking uh, the, the, the rules on, like, uh, political violence, and yeah. then it talks to, like, a little bit of Twitch drama. Like, that's fine, because it's all within the context of streaming platforms and specifically Twitch. Mm-hmm. Like, if all of a sudden I was like, oh, yeah, train wrecks at it again about bin laden's daughter right like <laughs> come on now that you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. then that would be something yeah, yeah I'm, I'm 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 liking what this is at the moment yeah like i think it's fine like i, I don't mind posting it up on on my channel for now but like i don't mind us making a channel later and then that being specifically for the podcast like and, right, and, and and I don't want it to be like my podcast. It's our podcast because, like, I'm really like, like I don't want to seem, but I'm like relying on your. I know you say you're not knowledgeable, but I'm relying on your knowledge and your, you know, your the way you take in information. Like the way I take in inf- information is like nothing compared to how you taking in, take in information. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm relying on your your intake to like you know get the conversation going because like yeah no no of course i I get what you're saying where it's like and and believe me i'm i'm the same exact way in in other ways like like fucking what the fuck am i going to talk about in music yeah 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 yeah. yeah, and and (laughs) a few of my rants are music related (laughs) right so it's like that's why you know like on, on those topics yeah i'll probably go off on my tangent about what my rant is and then like you'll you'll kind of like give me thumbs up like yep and then i'll be like all yeah. right next topic and you were <laughs> like you were you sat there and you were able to at least follow what i was saying with track and mm-hmm. if you have any questions you know me i'm willing to like go into the weeds on specific stuff but yeah. like if i have any questions i'll just ask you right, right. and it, like yeah. i'm fairly certain anything we talk about Unless it's like super niche, and I know that the community that you and I hang out in, mm-hmm. well, maybe me to a lesser extent because I'm the the fucking dweeb who's just friends with the musically inclined people. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I get that if it's like super niche and I don't know what I'm talking about, sure, I'll just follow along. But like, I, I would not mind interjecting on something if I feel like I can yeah. keep up a bit. Yeah, definitely. So there we go. I mean, you have some knowledge in some music, like maybe not to what we listen to, but you do have knowledge yeah. of some music. Defeated Sanity in Los Sangres Azul. <laughs> I know. That's a, that's, a, that's a great lineup. Yeah. <laughs> 1994 album, The Bleeding. Yeah. Classic. Very classic. Controversial choice. <laughs> sure. Yeah, dude. I think this is a great little wrap up right here for fucking yeah, our first fucking podcast. Yeah, I, I don't know okay, what our so, outro is going to be. Should we have a song, a melody? Do we just say goodbye? Oh, we can do that shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bye, ding. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, you know what we'll do? We'll, huh. we'll we'll have to come up with like an intro of like mm. the two of us going into an elevator, and then the elevator breaks down, and then the elevator at the end starts to function back up, and it's like the beginning is elevator music, the end is elevator music, and then we just walk away. Dude, that's so fucking brilliant. No joke. It's just yeah. like we get stuck in an elevator for an hour. We just fucking start chatting about whatever the fuck we're chatting about. There you go. Yeah, I'm down for that. Dude, yeah, we need to figure it out. But we will do it. 
Yeah, of course, dude. I'm down for that. Um, fuck yeah. And like, if if this actually gets rolling and we can get like big enough, like I would not mind putting a little money down for like some kind of quality animation or some kind of quality anim. Uh, uh, fucking what am I saying? Music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we know plenty of musicians who'd probably be able to make us a little <laughs> melody. <laughs> oh God, that'd be so good. Yeah, dude. Right, let's let's uh let's end it here I, again i don't know how to end it so i'm just gonna say uh oh, well thanks. then how about good yeah hold on real quick um if this is the case we will try to be uploading regularly probably at least once a week um if we talk anytime during the week and we're like hey got some feelings i want to talk about or hey i want to talk about this stupid shit that happened on the mandalorian because i really want to talk about my growing disappointment with the the show, but you know that's whatever. Like, I just need someone to talk to. Then, like, maybe we'll do an extra episode if yeah. we have the time or whatever. But like, we have lives, yeah. and we know that a lot of you neckbeards. Well, I'm a neckbeard technically, so I'm a handsome neckbeard. But <laughs> yeah, we know that a lot of you guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you, my man. My burly bit. Okay, my my lady has to specify that I am happily taken. <laughs> but like, we all all jokes aside, all things said and done, we try to do this. We will try to do this at least once a week. We are trying the best we can. If we get the chance, we'll do more of the episodes. But we uh, more episodes on a weekly basis. But at the moment, it's just going to be one. Yep. And it does not just have to be limited to media. Although I think. At the moment, this is kind of what's getting the ball rolling for us. 100%. All right. So, anyway, outro uh, music. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to do the boondocks. Or oh. boondock. Yeah, the boondocks. Whatever. Yeah. All right. He's a bitch ass. Harry. Mark. We need code names, too. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. Like Weenie in the Butt or like. Like, I don't know. Like 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 Shadow Wolf and and Dark Bear or Savage Animal. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, folks, you have a good night or good day, wherever you are, whatever time zone. And we will catch you sometime next week, okay? Right. Catch you on the flip side. Right. Goodbye.